Hi guys, welcome back to the Fight Podcast with Sharia Richman. Hi, how are you, Jan? And with me, Jan. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm amazing. You're amazing. You are amazing. Right. <laughs> Sharia, I wanted to ask you something. Mm -hmm. Something that I get asking, asked a lot of times while giving training um, is with people who who start their first couple of training sessions. They come to me and it's like, okay. I've experienced this thing. That's oftentimes the reason why people come. They're like confronted with the situation. They're afraid. They come. You talk to them about whatever situation happened. And there's this thing where they're like, I'm afraid because I wasn't ready then. And um, with with this whole thing, um, oftentimes they, they ask me, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? And uh, especially when you look at the stuff, the Kaf Maga stuff on YouTube, It's always this very specific thing. Yeah. And I think this is not the right way to train to fight for specific things because um, oftentimes you can't control the way a situation goes. You'll be surprised. So um, when you're talking to people in your classes about, in general, preparing them for any kind of, of a fight... What do you prepare them for? What do you talk about? We don't go like I, I think um, uh, like going through every single scenario you think about is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of living in a fantasy world, you know. We do scenario we do scenario training, but that's a very different uh, approach how, mm -hmm. how we do it. But um, if you prepare yourself mentally. Uh, to become a warrior, um, then whatever situation you'll go into, you'll find a solution to, mm -hmm. for sure. Because your attitude is that way and your your mindset is strong. So whatever problem that you will encounter, I am certain that you also find a solution. So instead of going and acting like, a, like in a movie and doing... Scenario of a scenario of a scenario, and doing this like choreographed stuff, and then when something really happens, you're so scared you can't even move. Focus on the mentality. Focus on word development drills. Focus on full contact, and then I know for sure that the warrior I built is gonna be able to deal with anything thrown at him. Why? <laughs> Because his mind is strong. Because he's tough. And I think a lot of people who also give training in these, like, uh, who get, give combat training for civilians, not in, in the military, but just like um, craft people, or um, sometimes they struggle with this idea to prepare f someone to be surprised because they have like these techniques or these ideas or these, these super rigid systems, but they are not capable of dealing with surprise. And I think that's something, especially with the warrior development drills, it's always about being surprised. You're going to be surprised, you know, so you, there's always that initial first, second freeze, you know, it's normal. Mm -hmm. But then react. Mm -hmm. Just react, you know, and the more you train correctly, the more effectively uh, you're going to probably end up reacting. You mm -hmm. see it over and over again in, in real fights, in real violence, you know. Your reaction has a lot to do, everything to do with your, your personality and how you train. Right. Mm. And just doing, you know, bullshit at the gym, at the school is not going to help you react. And it's 
also, no matter how many scenarios you do, it's never going to be exactly what you thought. Mm. And uh, the feeling of the fight and the exact position. So a fight, in many, many cases, yes, it's a surprise. Of course, you try to avoid it by being alert in the surroundings and, you know, but once you understand you're in a fight, then fight hard, mm-hmm. you know, and only way to do that is by proper training. If there's a chance to avoid the fight, sure. There's, there's, uh, that's the goal of, of, of what's uh, the easiest, too. what's the best way of avoiding a fight though? What's the that's best way of avoiding a fight? Here, let me ask you, what do you think? What's the best way of avoiding a fight? You could lock yourself in. <laughs> well, no, that's a, that's a way. Put, put yourself in a basement, you know, put your head against the wall. Yeah. Never come out for 15 years, you'll avoid a fight. But the second way of avoiding, of, 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 of avoiding a fight is being a hard target. Mm-hmm. If you're a hard target, you'll, chances are you'll avoid a fight. And the best way that I know of of being a hard target is being a professional, mm-hmm. being a badass. If you're a badass, you'll avoid fights. Mm-hmm. Just because you're, people don't want to mess with you because you're a badass, you know something that you project. So, proper training gets you that. You know, the more you're trained, the more you're ready, the more the tougher you are, the less of a chance you'll probably have to fight. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that a lot of people have this misconception about what a fight looks like. There's like these two people; they stand there, they scream at each other, and then there's like this cool move, and then you're done. Um, that's how, that's just not how it works because you said that I think in one of the last episodes I'm not sure when um, you said that oftentimes it's a surprise attack or it doesn't have to be but it's like you get beaten over the head and, and, and then it starts you have to react it's a reactionary thing you can't control everything and I think what I've noticed is with uh, violence in general if you try to uh, to control the situation you're still afraid of being hit And you said this with um, how you train with the military, that um, if they get ambushed, the ideas or the first concept is to, okay, uh, to, to assume, okay, we're already dead. Everything we do now is a plus. And if you assume this mentality, it's not really a good prevention mentality, let's put it like this. But if you're already in the, in the scenario itself, then this is how your only chance to, to deal with, with a threat like that. In charge, go forward. Yeah. yeah. And that's very different from this idea of you have to control everything because that's unrealistic, especially if you have someone who's not choreographing this with you. Like um, so much of the stuff, and lately I've seen a video with like this guy shows multiple attackers and then they, they kind of push him lightly and that's supposed to be multiple attackers. And you're like, this is not in any form so, yeah, beneficial. Kind of, I, I don't watch this kind of videos, so I'm sorry that you, you know. It's a waste of time. Yeah. You know, it's, that kind of thing is... Sometimes just, you stumble upon them online yeah, and it's just, like, yeah, yeah, okay. No, doing those kind of, that kind of training is a pure waste of time, you know. It gives you a false sense of confidence. It doesn't know, I don't know what it give gives. you any technique. But that's that's the whole idea of if you if you claim to control the situation, then you will be surprised very badly focus if it happens. Focus your training. You want to get ready for a fight. So focus mm-hmm. your training on being the meanest, leanest... Bad fighting machinist exactly, exactly. <laughs> just focus on that yeah and then you'll avoid uh, more fights and that's something you can't really specifically prepare for and that's why the warrior development drills are so important it's about being flexible but also being aggressive these things it's about being able to, to turn on beast mode yeah you know when you whenever you need it turn it on like a switch and boom you're in the you know boom let's go forward right uh, that's what that's what they're for they're The warrior development drills are for 
making sure that the person reacts effectively in a fight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't freeze, stay frozen. And that's something with, with ICCS that I enjoy very much that is different from, from different systems I've been in contact with. But also that is something that people who fight MMA, for instance, uh, it's not something they usually or that necessarily learn in their uh, in their approach to, to fights because, y as you said, you, you put your MMA dudes with three attackers. That's developing aggression. Also, you said with the, with the knife drills... Not only is the one defending training, the one attacking with the knife is training as well. Not necessarily technique with the, with the knife, but it's aggression. Yeah. You have to keep on it. And I've noticed this: the the doing both sides has a benefit to you, and you 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 develop these things, uh, this 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 um, the strength kind of, and that's how you train spontane uh, sp spontaneous behavior. It's not something that you can prepare for. That's not how uh, how sponta uh, being spontaneous works. So. That's how you prepare for not being prepared. Yeah, people of. just have the wrong concept of uh, of self defense. Mm -hmm. you know, we speak about this all the time of training. You know, it's uh, they watch one too many movies. You know, that that's that's all it is. It's all it's choreographed. You know, anytime there's an agreement between two people, what's exactly about to happen? Yeah, you know, you're not you're not really training. You know, you're doing. You know, you dancing. Yeah, well, yeah, you're dancing. You're reviewing something. You know, but. Um, That in reality have nothing to do with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, with the what you learn from these things, or the the thing that makes you good at these um, spontaneous reactions, is feeling comfortable um, at a point where you feel like shit. Especially with the with the warrior development drills, sometimes people have to do very. Um, physically straining things beforehand. They have to run, they have to do something. Yeah. They already feel like shit and then they start the workout. Yeah, because uh, the, we, the, the we drill. spoke about that, that uh, if you remember, uh, for pressure training, you have to have two two elements to it. One, person doing the drill already has to be in a state of fatigue before mm -hmm. he starts and then the partner has to re be really resisting. Mm -hmm. Right? So that that's one reason. Also, uh, you know, that fact that you're used to feeling like crap and you keep moving forward pushing through that's a very important habit and learning curve mm -hmm. it's not always about making you in shape being in shape you know that's a uh, very important but uh that's uh, your responsibility mm -hmm. you know but it's about getting used to feeling like crap and still moving forward people you know what happens is, is they they get really tired and then they get nervous mm -hmm. You know, just from the fact that they can't, you know, they can't really breathe, they're, they're tired. But if you're used to that feeling and you know you can dig, you know, you can dig deep and go go through it, mm -hmm. you know, that's another great thing that comes from the word development drills is, you, you know, you're, I'm not always, for example, in the best shape of my life, you know, I don't, I don't even like running, you know, <laughs> but. Uh, Me neither, but I still do. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, I'm used to feeling like shit. Yeah. You know, it doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, very important part of, of the warrior development drills, uh, sparring, you know, wrestling, all, all the contact stuff. Mm -hmm. That you, you don't get that from just like weird, weird uh, self-defense training, you know. You're not, you're not going to get that feeling. And that's important because that's, in a street fight, you'll feel like shit in, in 12 seconds. You'll feel like three minutes uh, of, a, of a sprint in, mm -hmm. in a gym because mm -hmm. of all the pressure and all the nervousness. Mm -hmm. And beforehand, it already kicks in, so the heart rate is up for yeah. the extended period of time. 
for um, for the the part of getting used to that, um, is it just mere exposure, or do you give something to the people? Like, do do you have tools to give them give them to to push through? Like, is there something you can just train? You just have to train, like uh, you know, and you see it always. Like the first time a person does a drill, like a warrior development drill with a knife, mm -hmm. he usually um, he does pretty bad. Mm -hmm. The second time it's better, uh, third time better and better. And you see a person doing it for uh, 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 a period of time, it's really getting better and better. Mm -hmm. But it's not something you can learn in a PowerPoint presentation where I could I could just explain to you and you'll understand theoretically. Yeah, It has to be hands-on training, just like swimming or anything else, uh, physical. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to learn it through your uh, mentality, through your head, but also you have to learn it through your feet. Yeah. And the only way to do it is actually do it over and over and over again. Putting the miles in, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think um, for some reason, I, I don't really understand how that works, but um, the the approach to a fight, um, the, 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 the mindset, um, how you perceive a fight, when that changed for me, the outcome changed. So for instance... Um, especially these people that's why I uh, started the episode with with the people who start our training and who are still not that confident most of these people come here because they're scared to be hurt that's the idea they come here because they're scared to be hurt now they want to learn how to fight it's interesting uh, uh, thing you're saying um, most uh, if you go into self-defense schools Krav Maga schools other forms of self-defense mm -hmm. I think most uh, students around the world you know, I, I give seminars all over the world You know, at most beginner students at least have the same thing in common. They all have a victim mentality. Yep. And that's exactly why they go into learn self-defense because they're afraid of getting attacked. You see, if someone loves to fight, he'll he's not going to go to a crowd class. He's going to go to boxing, Thai boxing, MMA, something with full contact because mm -hmm. he likes it. You know, that's that's what that's what he's there for. If someone's afraid of a fight. That's the students you're going to get in a self-defense class, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but it's not to blame them, but no, it's just no, a different. It's, just, it's yeah. just how it is. It's just reality. And a lot of times, the instructors unknowingly, of course, they make their students worse, and not better. Mm -hmm. Also, by, by feeding into their fears, mm -hmm. and by oh, you know. Just all this, like the scenarios they come up with, and all that, that stuff, false confidence, or which, or no confidence at all, and all that, because they do it, they do it wrongly, right? But here's the thing: if you're, if a person comes because he's afraid of fighting, what's the only way to get him out of that fear? Right? Fear is a real, is a, is a real thing, right? You know, fear stops you from doing many things in life. Right, whether it's uh, whatever relationships or, or jobs or anything, fear. So fear is a re very real. But the only way that I know I know of that you could get you could deal with your fear is doing exactly what you're afraid of. You just have to <laughs> deal with it head on. So if you're afraid of fighting, confrontation. If you're afraid of a fight, only way to deal with it is you actually have to fight. So of course, you're not going to go out in the street. Okay, here's a lesson. You know, let's do this. You know, in some bar. No, but. That's why, another reason why, uh, reason 832, why sparring is so important. <laughs> yeah. you know? Because you're doing what you're afraid of. And if you do what you're afraid of, you say, hey, you know what? I can deal with it. It's not so bad. You know, but uh, 
you talk about preparation for a fight, what's a better way to prepare for a fight than actually fight? Mm -hmm. People go around and around and around. Hey, let's prepare for a fight. I'm going to show you what to do when they grab your shirt and grab you here. Now you're on your knees. I have a gun to your head. What the hell? Just fight. You want to mm -hmm. prepare for a fight? Fight. How come if you're doing an MMA or boxing or, or any other uh, full contact, you want to prepare? What do you do? You fight. But then when you want to prepare for something that actually will save your life in the street, you don't even fight. You just do like bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's a waste of time. That's why I said before, it's a waste of time. You want to prepare for a fight, then fight. The more sparring, the better. And then people say, oh, you know, yeah, but sparring is not a real fight. Well, no shit, it's not a real fight. But it's close. It's as close it as you can you, get, yeah. It gives you, uh, especially MMA sparring, it gives you all the distances. It gives that sensation of a fight. It helps you work under pressure. It helps you getting used to hitting people and getting used to getting hit. Yeah. So why not do it? Because it, we kick people in the balls. Yeah, but no, <laughs> you don't. If we Everyone went to the octagon, we would kill you. Yeah. When people talk like that, I'm actually embarrassed. Because mm. they're giving Krav a bad rep. Mm. It's, it's, it's actually embarrassing when people say this kind of stuff. And by the way, this is a way that Krav uh, instructor also feed into that same issue. Because if they prepare you for this and that scenario, instead of teaching you how to fight, then they instill this fear again. But imagine a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter, they come into class because they're afraid of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they got attacked, maybe not. That's not, not important for this uh, example. And they come in and they're like, hey, uh, you know, I, I want to learn how to protect myself. I'm afraid of getting attacked. Okay, fine. Uh, so the instructor goes, okay, look, I'm going to show you how to protect yourself. So if someone grabs your shirt, just do this and this and this. That's total bullshit. Okay, uh, scenario number two, guy comes into your uh, class. Hey, I want to learn how to protect myself because I'm afraid of getting hit. I'm afraid of uh, fighting. Okay, put the gloves on. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. What do you think is better? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just common sense. Because go back to the first case. Okay, here's how to deal with a shirt grab. Come on. Right? If, if he or she is sm a small guy or a girl, and then this big monster grabs your shirt and starts shaking you, you're going to freeze. Yeah. And you're going to be so scared because you are scared. We know you're scared of fighting. That's what you're doing. You're not, you're not a professional fighter. That's why you come to learn how to defend yourself. So someone showed you something theoretically, you think you'd be able to do it? No, but if you came to class and you worked on your sparring, you worked on your striking, and you turn your striking into a habit, that's a reaction. I, my habit is to react with striking, with elbows, with knees, with mm. headbutts, with nice punches, you know, sending bombs. It doesn't matter how he grabs my shirt. It doesn't matter if he grabs my shirt or my arm or my hair, for those of you who have any hair left, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter because yeah. I react violently yeah. and I react effectively. Why? Because I'm prepared to that. Yeah. This specific scenario, we'll get to the bridge, we'll cross it. Mm -hmm. You know, But how do I know we'll cross it? Because I have all the tools to be able to cross a bridge. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the tools and you're just doing fake preparation, then you'll in for a very big surprise. I think it's the same as with uh, back in school when you learned for a test, for instance. You sat down and there's a difference between something you're passionate about, something you know your way around, where you could just sit and have a conversation and something that you're tested on and you're like, oh, and then you can black out. And I think it's the same um, thing with being super prepared. You get into one of those situations, you don't feel comfortable, you have this idea of what you have to do, everything is gone in this situation when you're really stressed. I wasn't uh, the best uh, 
student, so I, I don't know about the example for school. I assume you're right. <laughs> just but, assume uh, that I'm right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it just, you want to prepare for something, prepare for it exactly what you have to be doing and going through scenarios and, and making them up and making this nonsense up. I mean, what are you doing on your knees with a guy with a gun to your head? I mean, come on, that's already... <laughs> That's already, you know, you, you start to have to start preparing your parents for a funeral. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not the, but just fight. Just put the gloves on, spar, grapple, wrestle, word development drills. You'll be prepared for it, for any scenario, you know, because mm -hmm. you, you'll fight your way out of it. And you won't black out. That's the most important thing. If, you, if you're just like pseudo prepared, then you will black out in a situation of stress. You won't remember anything. That's the most important thing. That's why, for instance, with, with the military, I mean, I mean, you also are a combat instructor. Um, you also teach shooting. There's a difference between you know how to, 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 to deal with a gun, you know how to hold a gun, you know how to shoot a gun, and you do drills to get that instilled in you. You have to be comfortable around a gun. And it's the same thing with fighting. If you're not comfortable around the subject, if you're afraid to get... to, to And if you prepare in this if you, way... If you want to have... If, you wanna, uh, if you're afraid of fighting... Mm. Then you have no business fighting. It's as simple as that. It's yeah, but the issue is, it's, it, we're talking about people who don't want to fight, who it's need to fight. It's not about wanting or not. No one asked you if you want to fight. No one asked you if you want to, if you want to have a battle this morning. It just <laughs> happened. Yeah. Now deal with it. No one yeah. asked you, hey, you feel like protecting your family today? No one asked you that. It happened. Deal with it. And if you're not prepared correctly, then you can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know? And, uh, Preparing correctly is full contact. It's word development drills and it's mindset and principles. Mm -hmm. It's not thousands of thousands of thousands of, 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 of nonsense and techniques. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's just bottom line how it is. I think um, something that changed my perspective on, or thinking back that changed my perspective is um, I've heard this, I think it was a rap song where the, the guy... Sing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the melody, that's the issue. I would, I would. Uh, but he said, um, I think it was a song by Kanye West. And at some point he said he wasn't as scared to lose a fist fight. He didn't talk about having one. He said he's not afraid to lose one. And I think that's an important approach to something like that. And, and I noticed with training, the more I embraced potentially being hurt, but not thinking about it, the less I was actually hit or hurt because you're more smooth. You're not afraid, well, you think less. The more you're comfortable in fighting, the less you have to fight. But that seems it, paradoxical. You well, think, okay, I don't care about being... It. You project confidence. We spoke about that when you work out, when yeah. you lift weights, and especially when you fight. And when you project confidence, people don't mess with you. Yeah. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, a guy walks into your face, and he's up close, he's so close, you can smell his breath. You know, most people will, will get nervous. It's mm -hmm. uncomfortable for them. Yeah. I'm not saying you want to be there, but if that does happen... Guy walks into your face. <clears throat> you should like be like, "Well, hello, you know, this is my home. You just <laughs> walked into my domain. You just walked into what I do for a living." Yeah. If I put my hand on you, you're dead. Mm -hmm. If that's your attitude, then you're good to go. Mm -hmm. And anybody could get that attitude with correct training. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, almost anybody. Like I said, fighting is, is not for everybody, but almost anybody could get that attitude with create training and with a good coach. But if you go in and, you know, you go twice a week and you do gun disarming when you can't even throw a punch, mm -hmm. I mean, what, what are you doing? You, if you want to feel like you're in a Steven Seagal movie, you know, you want to feel like you're an action figure, fine. That's what you're doing. 
okay, but don't think that you're actually getting ready for the real deal. No, yeah. you're not. You're just playing games. Yeah. And I think um, the issue is with this idea of being prepared, not only in, in the sense of um, outside, but also in, in the ring. If you have these ideas, what you want to do, it's it's always this, you have to think about it. And we talked about, for instance, with wrestling. Wrestling, I think, is for me uh, at the moment the most, the thing where I struggle most with. I, I love it, but it's like a thing where I struggle most with. And it's because I'm not used to the kind of movement. Like boxing and, and grappling, those are things that I'm familiar with. But with wrestling, it's still kind of new. Mm -hmm. And you see these ideas thinking about it won't get the it's it's not fast enough you're not you're not in the you won't gra you won't grab someone the way you want to if you think about it too much well you, you get to a point when you could actually use a takedown let's say for example is when you just do it mm -hmm. uh, when you're just able to just do it you don't have to think of it. it's timing you just do it yeah. you feel it you have yeah. that feeling it's like that with a lot of other stuff and to be able to do that you have to do it over and over yeah. and over again of course And that's the issue with uh, being like, yeah, I've seen this technique or in this craft course, I've learned these two techniques when someone grabs my throat or my whatever and you're like, I do this and I do that. You have to think about it. You're not prepared. You haven't done it a thousand times. And it's also not it's... like that. It's, okay, I grab your throat. Fine. And then the guy, there's no resistance at all. Just imagine a scenario where you walk out of your car mm -hmm. 2 a.m. and a guy just hits you in the head. as hard. Why? Who cares why? He hits you. You're all dizzy. Mm-hmm. You're confused. And now he grabs your throat and starts squeezing the life out of you. Mm -hmm. Now what you're going to do? You're not going to remember uh, the technique. Unless you're a professional. Yeah. Right? You're not. But if you train correctly on reacting on you becoming the aggressor, on you becoming the attacker, on attacking the attacker, and not defending yourself, then you will be able to fight back mm -hmm. and at least minimize the damage big time. And also another downside with, with preparedness is people lose some of their um, quality of life. I've seen that with people who are like hyper aware of you their surroundings. Like, you mean like uh, like just always like hyper alert? Yeah, when when you you can't enjoy yourself somewhere where that's it's already, no... Uh, that's a mental thing. I don't think that has to do with... Uh, you know, you have people who have maybe uh, uh, PTSD and all that, but that's mm -hmm. another whole other topic. That's a whole different... That's, that's, not, yeah. that's a whole other topic. But guys who... Who just like like to, quote unquote, like be prepared and yeah, I'm walking down the street like um you know, yeah, come on man. Mm -hmm. There's a sentence I, I I heard someone say once, I don't know who, uh, uh, be prepared, not scared. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's pretty much that. You know, and and the more you are, the the people that you just said that you know walking around like they're like ninjas, you know. <laughs> doing like flip-flops or whatever like in the yeah, you know, but with tactical pants on yeah those are not <laughs> usually with respect or, or with no respect whatever those are not usually professional people mm -hmm. it's just you know I, i know a lot of people who who are um you know, really good at uh, at fighting or really good at, at their field of inflicting violence mm -hmm. you'll never guess you, you look at them you'll never guess Mm -hmm. They're calm, they're relaxed, you know, they, they wear normal clothes, they're in their jeans, you know, they're not like uh, tactical camos uh, with uh, tactical uh, tactical kimonos and headbands. And No, that's, that's uh, uh, you know, don't get me started with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> don't start a rant now. <laughs> Or you could. <laughs> yeah. 
But those are not the kind of people that you see being effective in no, the situation. No, that's just right? people living in, in a fantasy. Yeah. You know, that's not that's not that's not the idea. Mm-hmm. Train hard mentally, physically, you know, so war development drills, principles and your technique. And you and that's that's what you need. Mm-hmm. Be prepared, not scared. I like that. And how do you deal with that to be someone who because as we said earlier, the, the quote unquote best case scenario for just security is lock yourself in the basement, order food and never leave the house and you won't be attacked. Sure. But the, the idea is you have to have some quality of life. You, you But also you shouldn't leave this idea of preparedness out of your mind. How do you balance that? How do you say there are certain things you can prepare for? Awareness is a big part of that, but also not just focus or not lose yourself in that. There's no reason to lose yourself in that if you're a professional. You know, you just be prepared. Mm-hmm. Be prepared, train, be physically fit, be ready to fight, and go have a great time. Mm-hmm. And if you learn, uh, uh, I think we spoke about it uh, before, but if you learn how to, you know, scan a crowd, for example, and how to uh, identify suspicious behavior, you know, if you want, you could also do that. If it, That would make you feel better. So scan the crowd first and identify suspicious behavior first and... Mm-hmm. Find the exits first, you know, and, and then sit down and have a good time. You know, you can't go through life uh, thinking everybody wants to kill you. That's, that yeah. doesn't sound like fun. It's just about not clinging to these things constantly. Yeah. But then I think I think then there's an, another root issue. Then people are too afraid because they're not they're, they're not confident in their skills or there's something. And then I think it it can shift into that into oh I've learned these tools for preparedness or for awareness. Now I will constantly, religiously perform. I will scan the crowd, I will whatever, and then, then. But I think the root cause is th- something else. Then it's not about the preparation. It's a it's mental about, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's just who they are. I guess mm. yeah, it's not it's not how it's supposed to be. Mm. Train, you know, because training is you know everybody should train. Mm-hmm. It's everybody's, in my opinion, obligation to know how to protect himself and his family. Yeah, who else is going to do it for you if not you? You know, so. It's a skill that people must have, especially these days, you know, the world is, is I mean, it's getting more and more violent. So learn how to, be. You should, everybody has to be capable of violence because you never know what will happen. Mm. But then enjoy life. This might be a weird question, but I think it's important for people who are not in this space, who don't, who, who this might be their first contact or they, they haven't had uh, martial arts training yet, or they haven't, they have never been in a real fight, for instance, which is fine, but... Sometimes there there's a lack of understanding for what a fight actually is. And I think that's important to talk about what a fight actually is. It's not you're not in control when you're fighting. You're performing at, at the best you can, but you're not in control of a fight. You're never. What do you mean? Not in control. I mean, um I had this idea when I started out like with boxing and stuff and, and it was like, okay, um if anything happens, I'll just give him this combination and everything is done. It's not like that. And Oftentimes we're hit first, but this is not because I've seen people, especially in this whole uh, craft scene, they go, they talk so much about preemptive strikes and all of this stuff. And all of these ideas, all of these concepts, fine, but they require you to be in control of the situation to make the decision. But that's not what a fight looks like. Sometimes they break out uh, without you expecting it. Sometimes it's, you just don't see it. Maybe you're out partying, you might be a little drunk, something, whatever. It doesn't really matter, but you're not in control when a fight happens. You have to gain control, but you're not in control when it happens. 
I think that's very important to understand and for people to get this this approach to to understand fighting is not about you doing something. It's about you being hurt as little as possible and being as It's aggressive about, as minimizing possible. Minimizing damage. Minimizing damage, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Minimizing damage, uh, getting control back, as you say, mm. and uh, moving forward. You know, uh, losing is not an option. Um, one of the, like, say, a difference, you know, let's say you were in a, like a special unit or something like that, you know, you are in control. You're the one who's doing the, you're the one who's kicking the door in. So mm -hmm. everything is, is you know, you're in control. But a normal guy, a girl walking down the street, yeah, you could. Uh, you never know. You, you could, yeah, you never know. But um, that's uh, one of the things the word development drills help a lot with. Yeah. You know, a fight um, sometimes feels like a like a bad dream. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, everything is like weird and it's hard to move. It's, it's hard strange, to move. And yeah. you, you're trying to hit really hard, but you feel like you're not hitting hard. Yeah, and that's sometimes how a how a fight could feel like, you know. But the more you train uh, hard in the in the training, phys physically with contact and with uh, more development drills and with the principles, the better your reaction is going to be. Yeah. Right? And all the, you, you could be doing a lot of uh, different techniques and all that, that's not going to prepare you for that kind of uh, aggression. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, training correctly, you'll be able to, you know, yes, you were surprised, but then how did you react to it? Yeah. And how did you react to it has a lot to do with your training. Unless you're a very special kind of person who, you know, really good under pressure, really, most most of us are not. You know, you have to train yourself to, to do that. Mm -hmm. And with correct training, it's it's very possible. But it has to be correct training to get the control back, as you say. I call, you know, people say, uh, uh, you know, aggression is the number one weapon. Mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, and, and to an extent, it's true. Aggression is, is very important. You know, it always covers for us with a technique you don't know. Just be aggressive. Mm -hmm. But I like to call it controlled aggression yeah and what does that mean if i'm just going crazy i'm not thinking or anything it's not going to be good enough in many cases but if you're trained if you're a professional you're able to be very very aggressive and very very professional at the same time it's called i call it controlled aggression that makes you a very very dangerous person mm -hmm. because i'm trying to kick your ass but i'm doing it as a professional Mm -hmm. You know, that's a world of difference there. Mm -hmm. And you get to that level by tr um, correct training. Yeah. And still, I think it's important for people to understand. We talked about this uh, with the multiple attackers. We kind of talked about this, but still, and even at your level, when there's a fight, and it's not like a, um, a fight in a ring, even then, but if, if the competitor is up to your level, but a fight, even at your level of skill, is still a chaotic thing. Very chaotic. It's very, very chaotic. It always it, it looks it always looks bad, mm. you know. It's um, but um, it is what it is, you know. It's not uh, like you. It's not like in the movies, you know. Mm. It's very chaotic. You slip, you fall, they fall on top of you, you know. You're, and not to mention the fact that uh, we spoke about this as well that you lose fifty percent of your technical capability just because you're nervous. Yeah. So of course it's going to be messy. Yeah. You know, of course it's going to be messy, but that's why those I, re, i keep repeating it because it's important those warrior development drills are so crucial mm -hmm.
because they, they uh, they get you used one of the tools that get you ready for that chaos, you know. And if you're used to chaos, so once it becomes chaos, it's that's your world, yeah, that's what you do, yeah, you know, that's what you're used to doing. And sometimes, even uh, good uh, fighters like um, sports, like let's say good grapplers, good wrestlers. Are not used to that kind of chaos that you could bring in a fight, mm. you know, because they don't in in a street fight. I mean, mm. and um, it's very important to get to prepare for that kind of chaos with correct drills. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of what makes me mad when people watch, let's say, UFC fights, and um, they they see two fighters, and then some dude, like a, a basement dweller, is like. Ah, uh, this is he should have done this and that takedown and this. The the um the level that these people still operate on, even though they have so much pressure against each other, because usually not always, but these fights are usually kind of um organized in a way that they kind of are on the same level, be it strength wise, technique, maybe they're different technicians, but still they're they're both incredible fighters if they made it so far. Right. And the idea is even that they can pre uh, um still kind of pull off these kind of moves in that uh, under that amount of pressure is already very extraordinary. But now these people are like, you should have done this, it's so easy, uh, whatever. Don't get mad. Take that's the issue. Why are you getting mad? People talk. No, but but I mean but but I mean that's that's where you see that's where you see um people don't understand what a fight is, even no, no, a professional no. fight. No, because they haven't never they've never been there. Yeah. You never hear a guy who's been there, you know, uh say that. I, I was uh uh I think this was, the, I remember the year, I think it was 2019. I was in Costa Rica with, with uh, training with ICCS over there, a great, great friend of mine, a brother. And we, we watched, uh, went to watch a fight. It was uh, Conor McGregor against Khabib. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people saw that fight. And he uh, got to his back, right? And he face locked Strangled him. him, yeah. It wasn't a choke, it was a... Ah, oh, yeah, face, yeah, yeah, right. Face lock. And you know he tapped whatever, and uh, and there was two people on the other table, commenting the whole time, and uh, one of them said to the other, "Why did he tap? I would never tap from that." <laughs> I, 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 I was laughing because obviously, dude, you you know what you're talking about. You know, yeah. you've never been in that in that scenario before. Yeah, yeah. People talk, so what? You know, it is what it is. People like to talk. Yeah. Also, something that those people don't understand is, um, like, especially people like Habib, for instance, he's built like a chimpanzee. He's just, he's very strong. He's, it's like, he's not that, that, like, uh, as we talked about in the fitness episode, it's not like this bodybuilder guy, but, but everything he touches, he breaks. And I think that's the, that's the important part. It's just the pure strength that makes you, it's that's, so much that's, pressure. That's, if you ask me, that's uh, genetics. Or maybe that's that. It's genetics. He's a very strong guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is but that's that's the thing that most people don't understand. It's like it's not about the choke. It's not about this or that. It's about the uh, the amount of pressure that some, someone can amount on 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 a joint on, on your face, face log. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will tap. I'm yeah. talking from experience. You yeah. will tap. At some points, you just can't take it. Yeah, and also, um, I think you you said this when teaching control and restraint once. You said control and restraint only works for people you could easily beat up. I said. That the first rule of control and restraint is you could only control and restrain someone that if need be you could also kick his ass. Yeah. If it's opposite, you better get your back up. Yeah. So that's the idea. 
the the control and restraint where you, where you approach with certain techniques with certain ideas that only works if the fight is less chaotic because you're so a, a control and restraint is we could talk about that another time because it's mm -hmm. a it's a big topic but but uh, you take the initiative you decide to yeah control and restrain a person for any any reason it's not in a fight but you're the one who's if the fists are already flying that's not the time to go for a control and restrain move it's just time to punch him back mm -hmm. and then control and restrain him yeah yeah and I think that's that's the most or that for me was a very good um, way to approach this idea of when when first of when it's chaotic there's no sometimes you see an opening maybe but there's no you gotta, there's no you gotta, place you gotta, for you gotta, technique you gotta almost enjoy the chaos yeah and you gotta be comfortable in chaos and the way to do that is to do word development drills and uh, including a lot of multiple opponent uh, sparring. Mm -hmm. Because the technique goes out the window. What's left is your leg work, I would mm -hmm. say, and then your ability to throw fast, explosive punches. Again, going back to uh, uh, physical fitness. Yeah, you know. But that's what it really comes down to. And multiple opponents is a very big, uh, uh, very common thing in the street, mm -hmm. and it's always, always chaotic. Mm. People are all pushing you, shoving you. You slip in. You're all over the place, and you. The best way to prepare for it is to actually do that. Yeah. And then to get comfortable in chaos. Chaos should be your backyard when it comes to a fight. Yeah. You know, you know, a technique has its place when you go and obviously, you know, and then the cage, you know, bring, you know, one guy and it's another professional. So there's always, so you know, there's a, that mutual respect or feeling feeling out, out each other for for first minute or two. That's not how it's going to work in a fight. It's going to go zero to 100 right away yeah right away chaos and just prepare for that mentally and physically prepare for chaos mm -hmm. and learn to love chaos oh you want to be you want to go chaos let's go i love chaos let's do this right now me and you mm. you know but i'm going crazy i'm throwing my punches i'm moving but i'm also what i said before controlled aggression you add that controlled aggression to that chaos you're yeah. a very very dangerous person yeah. very dangerous person but if the first time you ever had a, a fight uh, it's just like that the first time you deal with it is in the street you have a problem I wondered you even though you travel a lot you still live in Israel and um, in the episode where we talked about uh, the gun disarm and stuff um, you said or you described the situation of, of how this one active killer was kind of locked in by these um, high school kids I, I think you said and um, I was wondering if when you look at that population um, who are kind of more used to um, also violence or terror in, in their everyday life than, let's say, the the, the average American or European. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is that something where the exposure to it makes people react this way? Or is it just the, the, the is something, what's different about these people? How Why do they react so differently from, from so other the, places? I, I would say it's the mentality of the people. Also, the exposure to it, of course, mm -hmm. but that comes that brings the mentality. Also, you know, uh, most people in Israel serve military at least, at least a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. But the high school kids didn't serve yet. No, but uh, their their parents did, mm -hmm. their brothers did, and their uncles did, and they heard stories, mm -hmm. you know, and they want to serve. So it's a different mentality. It's a it's a it's a strong nation, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not talking about physically strong I'm talking about me mental strength mm. you know uh, 
there's a let's say there's an active uh, killer. A lot of times when you're in another country, they'll tell you when they teach. Okay, how do you? Because you know you hear gunshots, but you're not sure where it's coming from. So say, okay, everybody's running one direction. You run the other direction, you'll find the guy. Mm. Everyone's running away from him. A lot of times in Israel, they'll tell him, you know, run with the crowd because everyone's running yeah. towards the guy. It's a different mentality. So you think it's the mixture of exposure and then exposure uh, exposure kind of leaves its imprint on the culture and then that makes up another mentality. People are used to that and they see other people who have been trained and that makes people more prone to that sort of reaction than to just freeze. Yeah, I think it's definitely the way the way you grow up, you know. Mm. Um, so that's not training, that's no, that's it's, basically it's how you've been raised. How you've been raised and there are... Uh, Amazing people, you know, and uh, it's a uh, it's um, also the in Israel the whole um, aspect of uh, helping each other is mm -hmm. is, is uh, much different than uh, Europe, for example. Like a sense of community. Yeah, the community, and uh, if there's trouble, there's a lot of organizations that will help you, and you know, people volunteer much more than other countries. Mm. I, I see that a lot uh, because the fight is close to home. Mm. you know and the fight is close to home you know you gotta stick together you know I think that's part of it too mm -hmm. Sri thank you I think well, thank we should you. wrap this up is yeah. there something left you want to say or to add well, train smart stay safe see you later <laughs> <laughs> so guys see you next week bye bye, bye, -bye.